<sighs> Hi guys. Um, this is a different angle. You're laying in bed with me. Hi. Um, you're actually not. My phone's on my side table. But for today's fantasy, we're gonna pretend fantasy. Oh, don't. For today's image, you're just chilling in bed with me. We're gonna have a chat. Um, I'll probably use this audio for my podcast also. So, calmly in bed with me, y'all. <laughs> um, I was gonna like film this in a way that was like more professional more formal but uh my stomach's hurting like crazy uh don't know if it's hunger or not i think it's just car sickness because i've realized when i'm not the one driving i uh get nauseous and i don't know if that's my lack of control there or um if it's just like i just my, my brain is just like Ugh. So we're fine, but we're gonna lay in bed here to lay with me, and we're gonna chat about something that I thought about. Um, and I figured, you know, at least I'm doing this. I missed filming and I missed recording. I just like don't. I think what's hard for me is like starting and doing the thing. Um, so like I have to set up and like get situated. I don't have like a designated filming recording station yet i'm working on it and by working on it i mean i'm just visualizing it and manifesting it so please bear with me i hope this is okay um but if you don't feel like seeing me lay in bed um you can listen to the audio podcast version of it so i look like a potato have you guys seen that tiktok you probably have how's it going potato 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 it's so fucking cute anyway hi good afternoon morning evening y'all um i've been gone for a while i think i uploaded a really random um episode of my podcast back in like february i don't know if i'm gonna keep it up but if you listen to that you know that's some i was cleaning my makeup brushes so it wasn't anything exciting at the time I have been on this journey with therapy, which ended on my birthday because my therapist moved out of state and I'm heartbroken by it, but it's fine. She gave me tools and has given me tools over the course of two years and I'm reading and listening to things on my own, which is great, but also I missed having I miss having a therapist and I inquired about one. So we'll see if they'll go back to me. And I, it's actually with a male therapist. And I'm kind of worried about it. Kind of, you know, nervous. But I think it'll be good. I think getting out of my comfort zone is important. And who knows? Maybe he'll be like my saving grace for the next year while I'm on my parents' uh, insurance. It's my last year on in their insurance, which is heartbreaking also. Um, but today's episode is um, we're going to be talking about relationships and um it's we're gonna turn this into a hydration game i'm not gonna say drinking game i'm gonna say take a sip every time i say the word relationship um because it's gonna be one of those videos where i repeat the same word over and over again to get my point across i've been um reflecting upon my different relationships not just like with people but like with myself with food time and um 
energy, I guess. There was another one. I fucking forgot what it was, but it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll remember. Um, but we'll start off with the one that I think has been a really big center focus for me, which is my relationship with food. Um, I think I talked about it in my last episode of my podcast, but I'm just going to basically reiterate or repeat or whatever in this one. For those of you that didn't listen to it, which is fine. I have no idea what I said in that other one. I just like uh, impulsively uploaded it. And so this might be a little more concise and more direct to the point, but we shall see because it's a it's just praise video podcast thing. So you never know what you're going to get, right? So my relationship with... Oh, and here comes Penny. Hi, Penny. You hear her little pitter-patter. So my relationship with food has always been tricky. Um, Growing up, my health has been a concern for my parents, just mainly because I, I was going to say I've always been a, like a thicker child, but looking back, I was never really like quote unquote fat. Like looking back at pictures, I was like, did y'all, was this considered fat or like obese to you? Like, and I don't know, I, I can't for the life of me really remember kind of like when it started um I just know it was pretty young I think it didn't really start with me necessarily I think like I my parents would compare me or compare themselves or compare my siblings to other people and then that probably like made me self-conscious about myself um and it got to the point where you know as a kid parents would be like this is good food and this is bad food this is healthy food this is unhealthy food these are foods you should avoid and these are the ones that you should incorporate more hey penny you can't fit i closed the door enough to where you can't get through this is why we can't have nice things you want to eat everything do you want to see her you want to see a little penny this is her ew what the fuck penny you smell like you're something you're not supposed to be smelling like nothing bad i just don't know what that is and um I would let her on my bed, but she peed the last time that happened, so don't trust your bladder, ma'am. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, so yeah, you know, we all we all know that. Like candy, chocolates, and all that are bad. Fruits, veggies, good. And when I started to gain weight or when, you know, health stuff began to surface with my family, my parents were very strict. So whatever I would eat junk food they would really bring down the hammer and be like no that's bad you should not be eating that and in hindsight and even in the moment i knew that their intentions were good they wanted me to be healthy they wanted me to develop good habits but i think just you know with a lot of old school parents um the the intention was lost and bad habits unhealthy habits were formed Um, Fast forward to middle school when I got some more freedom um, to be out by myself. I took the bus to school, uh, hung out with my friends after school. We'd walk to the bus stop. And also, I don't know how long of a walk that was, but I used to be pretty fit. I would walk from middle school to like my freaking bus stop, which was sick. Uh, Because I was like talking with friends and it was fun. And um, like looking back at it now, I'm like, can I do that now? Can I walk that much now? Because I'm fucking out of shape and old but it's fine one day we'll we'll do that route again we'll see anyway um and 
when they would see me eat junk food, it would be the same thing of like, do you want to get fat? Do you want to get like obese or diabetic? Blah, 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 blah. And of course, naturally the answer is no, right? Like, um, we'll talk about like my relationship with the word fat and fatness in general in a second. But as a kid, of course, those are all sound like bad things. So I said, no. And so they were like, great, then don't eat it. But I still wanted it. Naturally, I still wanted it. Um, And so I had to resort to hiding it. I had to resort to like eating as much as I could outside of school, um, things like that. And so that I carried that habit with me for the fucking... Well, I was in middle school, so I was like, like 11, 12 was when I started taking the bus. So like the next 13 years, right? Like um, I remember going out with friends. I would binge eat with them because in my mind, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to eat this again. I don't know when uh, I'll be able to go out. What if I get grounded for something? What if something happens tomorrow? Because also with with my parents, sometimes, you know, they would get stressed out over something else and to get out on us and again in hindsight I think their emotional regulation needed work and even now it still does but like I recognize now that they they're it almost felt like I was walking on eggshells all the time and that wasn't healthy and it's still it's still not but my my mom has gotten a lot better and my dad also I think there's just better communication with us um at least with me we won't go into that but before I didn't know what mood I was gonna get coming home right so like I would get in trouble for the smallest things for stuff that wasn't really my fault but you know I had to apologize because it was of course my fault quote-unquote so like I had to enjoy what I could when I could so I yeah I would binge and then sometimes if there were sales at Walgreens or Safeway of like buy this many get this free and I was like, hell yeah, like the Filipino hoarder in me was like, I'm going to take advantage of that sale, price, discount, whatever. I would take it home and I would hide it. Oh, something happened. Penny, are you doing something? Yeah, I'll check it. I'll check. She's probably fine. Um, My conscience. I think she's fine. If I was at home, she would be fine. Um... And so I'd hide it at home, but then my paranoia and my anxiety would get really elevated. And I'd be like, what if they find it? And then what if I get in more trouble? What if I get shamed for it? And so instead of like saving this bulk of chips or candy somewhere, I would eat it all in like what was worth like healthily, like healthy portions, maybe over a week or two, I would eat in like two three days y'all like it was bad um and then you know when the more sugar or whatever you eat the more tolerance you have toward it and so like I would keep craving it and craving it and it was just really bad um oh wow this is gonna be oh no it's only been like 11 minutes oh I thought it was 17 early I was like damn bitch you talk a lot sorry I'm just trying to make sure I'm not gonna I was like, is this going to be a whole other video? Um, that's fine. Uh, we're going to just dive into it today. It's been a while. And so, um, yeah, so the binging and the hiding, and it was just a really vicious cycle. Fast forward to the pandemic, 
uh, I gained 30 pounds and well, actually rather than fast forward to the pandemic, hold on, let's reel it back, please edit that out. And so my relationship with food has never been healthy. Um, it was very much so like that almost survival instincts of like enjoying what I could when I could, um, which yeah, it is very much survival instincts, I guess. Uh, and so I still carry that with me today. Um, I now live independently, but I'm still finding myself hiding things or feeling guilty for eating things that I do. Or like if I want to, if I'm hungrier on some days, I feel guilty because, because you know, your, your appetite and your weight and everything fluctuates day to day. You might be not hungry today, but then tomorrow you might like eat a ton and that's okay. Like you give you you deserve to nourish yourself. You deserve to feel well kept and satisfied. So you should listen to your body. That's I think that's what I never learned. How to listen to my body, because I feel like I always ate a lot to the point of feeling full. But feeling full is not really the goal. I think it's more like to feel satisfied. And so because my body has been through so many cycles of like being fine and then binging and then starving myself and everything in between and then over and over again, my body is kind of like, okay, so are you hungry? Are you full? Are you, like, what's, what is happening? I can't sell anymore. And I'm trying to unlearn it and I'm trying to get better at it, but it's really hard. Um, so that's my relationship with food and then with eating. Um, we're working on it. And then um, also... My relationship with the... Oh, I didn't say relationship that much. Okay, we're good. Okay. I'm still kind of in work mode, I guess. So maybe this is more like work praise uh, vernacular happening. Uh, so we'll write it until I can't speak anymore. Um, and so another relationship, I feel like, is my relationship with time. I don't think I have a good relationship with time. I forgot. I saw a TikTok that was like, what's it like being someone with a healthy relationship with the passage of time and for some reason that question has stuck with me like the statement of like having a healthy relationship with the passage of time because again <laughs> growing up in my childhood you know a lot of things come from childhood you know that's that's the big thing from from psychology and therapy I've learned is that um a lot of your sh shit, a lot of your shit is rooted in your childhood. Um, so with the passage of time, I remember like going on trips or hanging out with friends and I didn't hate being home, but at the time growing up, sometimes it wasn't the healthiest. Um, and so I would always find excuses or reasons to not be home, whether it be clubs, a job, like not clubs, like clubbing, but like after school programs and clubs, um, uh, working projects, you know, kind of stretching it out as much as I could. And it got to the point where, like, I was only home to sleep. But, like, I was working and I was doing school and, like, finishing my degree and everything at that point. But, like, it got to the point where, like, I was home eight hours a day just to sleep. I would come home, shower, whatever, go to sleep, and then wake up and then do it all again. Do it all over again. Um, and I feel like whenever I'm, ha I'm enjoying myself and like on vacation or, um, you know, what, you know, whatever thing I may be doing, like a trip or whatever, 
I'm always, always, always worried about time and timing. I'm gonna sit on my stomach. I think sit. I'm gonna lay on my stomach now. I think she's feeling better. Or on my side. We'll start with my side. Um and so I whenever I'm out, even now when I run errands, but like especially when I'm trying to enjoy myself leading up to the thing, I find myself counting down to when I have to go back to like real life, quote unquote, right? So <clears throat> like for my trip to Disneyland, I was preparing and preparing and preparing and then it was like two days before and I was like, oh my god, we're gonna be home in like five days. And I was, I've been trying to be like, we're just gonna enjoy the moment, like stop counting down. And then we got back from Disney and I was like, that went by so fast and so slow at the same time. And then I had another week of vacation from work and then I was like, oh my god, I only have a week, what can I do in this time? And it's almost like that feeling, that really, like feeling of like, am I gonna waste my time? I don't wanna waste time, but then what is time wasted? What does that mean? What does that look like? You know? Because, um, like, is resting time wasted? Is just taking a moment to, like, decompress wasted? No, because that's your well-being. But then, like, we have this feeling of, like, we're wasting time by not being productive. But then it's like, what is productive? You know, it. this is a lot more existential than I want it to be. Well, actually, if I'm talking about time, it is going to be existential. What am I saying? Um, and so I feel like my relationship with time is so warped and I'm always over planning like it's very much so that TikTok I've seen everywhere of like you know you have the partner who plans things down to the minute like plans what time we're leaving to get to the place by what time and then how long will it take to shop stuff like that and then you have the other partner that's just literally go with the flow but then I'm also like with Kev in particular, I'm like, okay, what do you want to do today? He's just like, anything. And I'm like, you want to go to Target with me because I have to do this? And he's just like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, what about this? And he's just like, yeah. And I'm like, but what do you want to do? He's like, I'm neutral. And I'm like, how can you be neutral all the time? It pisses me off sometimes and he knows that. But it's also like, I'm also envious of it. I'm just like, I wish I could just like, like throw my hands up and be like, I don't know. We're doing whatever. We'll see where the day takes us. Because then, like, for me, I also have to, like, okay, I need eight hours of sleep, so we have to be home. I have to be in bed and asleep by 10. It takes me, like, an hour to decompress with, like, showering, drinking tea, and journaling. And then we have to be home by, like, we, it's, like, that whole anxiety thing of, like, over-preparing and hyper-fixating on stuff. And it's so exhausting. Like, I don't know how I have trouble falling asleep sometimes because I'm, like, I wore myself out mentally today. Like, why am I not falling asleep? Maybe that's why I fall asleep so easily sometimes because I have so much, I'm just, I'm so stimulated to where it's like I tire myself out. But then I have, I think I have sleep apnea, you guys, so I don't actually get a good, a good amount, a good night's sleep. I have a lot of issues with me right now and that's fine. That's okay. We're, we're gonna, we'll work through it. Um, yeah, a lot of reflecting has been happening as you can see. So passage of time not the best and also if y'all have any tips for any of the things i talk about or whatever please let me know because um your girl would love tips and you know i also feel like i have adhd um 
yes because tiktok has been like you have adhd but also like it's just like little things like even like my psychology side of me is like maybe because i get hyper fixated on stuff and then i like exhaust myself it's just a lot you know mentally physically emotionally um and i'm i think there's another relationship aspect i wanted to work on but now i can't remember what it was um but the one that i do remember now is like my relationship with the word fat um because again i'm reading that well let me pause i'm reading this book by sonia oh my god where's my oh where's my backpack <sighs> i'm reading this book because oh i lost my page no i did not <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was some fucking Jedi shit. Um, side note, started watching Star Wars. <laughs> I think I'm a great Jedi, but that's, anyway. Uh, I'm reading this book by Sonia Renee Taylor. The body is not an apology because Brene Brown had her on her podcast and I love Brene Brown and then, you know, um, I love it. It's amazing. And I think I'm trying to work on my relationship with what it means to be beautiful in our society and there's uh some parts that i underlined in the book but one that i really resonated with was like society has given us a definition of what normal is of what beautiful is and so anything you know fraying from that is weird or not attractive or not normal um and that's not my fault that's not our fault if we're not meeting that normal quote-unquote beauty standard of anything but that doesn't make us less beautiful you know and I think because the word fat has such a negative ugly connotation with it we're all it's almost like we're all scared to be fat because of that when like some of the healthiest people I know are fat you know or just whatever like there are people that they're like like plus size people that can fucking walk miles around me you know i don't think fatness is necessarily an indicator for how healthy you are and like people carry their weight differently and that's also okay like no one ever owes us the explanation to like oh why does your stomach hold so much fat instead of your you know what i mean like no one owes you an explanation because like pcos exists and like other health shit exists but no one owes us the explanation to justify why we're fat you know what i mean um and i'm trying to like not be scared of being like yeah i'm fat and like it's just a describer word it's like the how skinny is a describer word or like how soft or um those are it's just descriptions or observations and i think for me it's been hard because I have friends who are insecure about the way they look, you know, um, and how being fatter than what they are used to or what they would like to be creates insecurities. And I think, I don't know if I listened to a podcast or like read a, read a thing about it, but you know, maybe it was a TikTok actually. Um, when we, when people say that they feel fat, they're not saying they feel fat like like actually you know like under the surface they're saying i feel unattractive i feel unworthy of love etc etc and i think it's important for us 
to uh, say those things instead instead of saying fat because it's like it's hard because then I know I've used it you know of course I've like seeked validation for like do I look fat in this or how do I you know what I mean I, I, I understand and I'm trying to work through that and I don't want to seem like a hypocrite for setting that boundary with other people of being like hey can you maybe not say that in front of me but then I know boundaries are not malicious boundaries are for ourselves to grow and love ourselves and to uh have better relationships with people blah 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 so I have some like anxiety about it of like asking friends you know and one of my best friends you know tried to word it differently of like you're not fat you have fat and that's you know I see where she's coming from and I even told her I was like I see where you're coming from with that but I the point is I don't want to be scared of the word fat anymore you know I love this TikTok that was like you don't want to fuck with fat bitches like my whole body feels like a titty and it's just it's so fucking funny because it's like what are what are people so scared of you know and it's and, and, and it's hard because our society is so fat phobic and there's a lot of barriers with appearing one way or another and there's like fat like fat phobia is is like rooted in systemic racism um there's been research how like oh my god i need a there's a part in the book that talks about it actually let me see if i can actually look it up because i don't want people being like where are you getting that why is everything about race and it's like oh did i actually lose my place online no i mean in my book and it's like you yeah everything is about race okay fucking racism isn't fucking everything like are you kidding me like fuck the white men that's basically what i'm fucking saying um okay so the racial origins of fat phobia um written wait hold on fearing the black body the racial origins of fat phobia um by sabrina string um where is it so she traces the beginnings of our fear of fat bodies back to the proliferation of protestant religious dogma in north america and african chattel slave trade offering that not until theology converged with an influx of African bodies in America did fatness become part of a medicalized public health ideology. She states, the phobia about fatness and the preference for thinness have not principally or historically been about health. Instead, they have been been one way the body has been used to craft and illegit- legitimate race, sex, and class hierarchies. Uh, and also, like, BMI is bullshit, too. Like, oh my god. I love learning and educating myself. We should all do the same thing. Um, and so I got off track there. But yeah, I think it's really powerful for us to like redefine or re um, contextualize fatness. And there and there are days where I'm still struggling with it. Like I'm going to be struggling with it for a very long time. And that's okay. You know, that's why I have a support system. That's why I have so many coping skills and tools to manage that and I'm trying to buy clothes that serve me better and that make me feel better I'm trying to listen to my body and actually eat healthier because I want to feel better I'm trying to intuitively eat I don't want to binge eat anymore I don't want to emotionally eat um I want to just love myself I know that I deserve better and if I lose weight along the way 
then that's cool. You know? Oh, that's where I was going with it. So, sorry. So, yes, being fat is harder, you know? Um, like, you don't, you can't find clothes as easily um, anywhere. Um, for me personally, I have this fear and anxiety of like, am I going to fit on this roller coaster? Or if I sit on this person's lap, will I break their fucking legs? It's like that type of bullshit, you know? And the world doesn't make it any easier for fat people to love themselves because everything is designed for us to hate ourselves and it's fucking hard it's it's draining it's unfair and exhausting and it sucks that we have to put in the extra work to combat all of the things that we're taught for so long but like movements like body positivity like it's designed for fat people to kind of take back what's been taken away from them of like liberation and love and respect because no one's appearance whether it be their race ethnicity sexuality their um uh, gender presentation no matter what it is we all deserve the same respect as anyone else we all deserve the same opportunities love and kindness as anyone else does um and so I think there's just a lot of things that I'm trying to work on and improve and learn and um, boundaries with people I think I still struggle with. You know, that is just one example of maybe asking friends to not say they feel fat around me, you know. But it's also my responsibility to just maybe let it bounce off of me, you know. Maybe it's my responsibility to just hear it and just and then like in one in one year out the other I mean I haven't really told I feel like one or two friends about you know maybe can we not say it in front of me but like there are still people that I'm scared to communicate that with and that's me but if there's someone or people that still do that even after I ask them then I need to practice that too I need to practice just like letting shit slide and bounce off of me um and I'm really proud of myself, you know? I think, of course, I really want to see a therapist and everything. Um, but my previous therapist um, has really set me up for success. And I can't thank her enough for that. Um, I think she'd be proud of me. And I think she'd want me to be proud of myself. Um, and also, I listened to Brooke Castillo, um, the Life Coach podcast. I'm, I'll link whatever I mentioned in here in my description for my YouTube channel. But um, I've listened, <laughs> yesterday I listened to three episodes of hers. One of them was doing the hard work, um, the board, B-R-E-D work. And do you know how to be yourself? And I think my, my friend described it perfectly of like, you know, don't overwhelm yourself or overstimulate yourself with information. And I was like, that's exactly what I did. And, you know, I'm going to have to listen to those episodes separately to really ingrain the message. But there's something about Brooke Christio. Brooke really, like, explains my shit really well. And it's scary. I'm like, get the fuck out of my head, ma'am. Um, but I'm really thankful for her podcast being a resource because it's helped me in so many ways. And even, even other episodes she's had have really helped me. So I'm very grateful for resources like hers um, and free ones you know, um, but I'm trying to, 
I think at the end of the day, the bottom line, my foundation really focuses on am I worth it? Am I like, am I worth the effort, the love, um, the work? Um, and like, yeah. And am I enough? Am I enough in anything? Am I worth enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I, you know, enough is like, a weird word for me because um, I've never felt like I was enough for anything or anyone um, and so I have this perpetual fear that the other shoe is waiting to drop especially with the good shit in my life obviously like with Kevin I'm like you love me a lot and I'm so grateful but like when is that gonna well when's the switch gonna flip and I, um, I almost got emotional just thinking about that and I'm working on it um and I'm not afraid to ask him for validation when I need it. And he is, like, more than happy to provide it when he can and when he has the space for it as well because his mental health matters. Um, and it's just hard to constantly feel like... Um, I'm not going to cry. It's been a while, okay? Hold on. I'm not going to cry. It's been awesome to have cried in a video. Um... Wow, I missed filming. <laughs> um, it's really hard when you've gone your whole life feeling like you're never going to be enough until you reach a certain uh, milestone. It's always, you're not going to be pretty enough until you lose enough weight. You're not going to be successful enough until you get this degree. You're not going to be loved enough until you xyz and 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 it's hard to get out of that narrative and that mentality and it's exhausting it's hard work it's really hard work but i am trying to make you know help myself believe that i am worth that hard work um yeah it's it's really fucking hard but that's okay this work is not meant to be easy and i'm recognizing that um, that was, like, one of the most eloquently talked podcasts, guys. Wow, I'm proud of myself. Maybe I should record podcasts and videos like this more often. Just chillin'. I feel like I don't have to put on a persona when I'm, like, just laying in bed or just sitting on the couch or whatever. Um, I don't need a setup. I think this is enough for me, and I think the things that I'm gonna talk about and have talked about will resonate with someone and that's all that matters to me um and thank you guys for supporting me uh whether this be the first episode video that you um engage in with me thank you for the support if this is your last one then sad to see you go but thanks for being here um and i hope i will just keep you know filming and recording because i enjoy it and i think what I have to say is important and useful and good. <laughs> um, thank y'all for laying in bed with me um, and for being here. Um, I love you all. And remember, be yourself, spread love, stay beautiful, and you are worth it. Um, yeah. And if you guys have anything that maybe you want me to incorporate in the in this content like for my job um 
I hold groups where we go over coping skills and um, go over resources. So if that's something you guys want might want me to bring here of the things that I've been learning and what I learned, um, I'm happy to do that. I can bring my little, my little full-time counselor self onto, onto here. So um, whatever will help. Whatever will help. And Penny is snoring. Do you hear her? Hold on. Oh, now she stopped snoring. All right, that's fine. You probably did hear her. But thank you all for joining me, and I'll see you very soon. Bye!